0: greenie with mike greenberg the podcast
1: back and better than ever greenie presented by progressive insurance guests on the goodyear hotline we've got the moose today live plus baker angry lebron and the real story of the quarterback debate in chicago all that and more but it begins with me in a bad mood here we go Go, go.
0: only one place to start
1: one place to start Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I'm just trying to have a day yesterday, Hembo. I'm just trying to have a day. I'm working out a little bit, right? We do the show. I got the two shows. I got the TV show. I got the radio show. I had a shoot last night that I had to go to. So I had a few hours in the middle of my day to go to the gym and get a little sweat going. And all of a sudden, I start getting texts. Did you see what happened to Carl Lawson? The highest paid player on the New York Jets who didn't even make it to the first game. Like, usually the Jets don't make me sad until they've at least played a game that counts in the standings. In this case, we got through one preseason game, and then in a workout yesterday with the Green Bay Packers, the guy who everyone has been saying was the best player on the team suffers an Achilles injury and is lost for the season. And people start immediately tweeting at me, Greeny, can you describe how you feel? And so here's what I did. I googled synonyms for devastated. And here is how I would describe the way I feel. I am ravaged. I am raised. I am ruined, wrecked, and desecrated. I am desolate. I am despoiled. I am devoured, leveled, pillaged, and plundered. I am raided, sacked, smashed, spoiled, totaled, trashed, and wasted. I am depredated, I am done in, I have been laid waste to. I am spoliated, stamped out, taken apart, and candidly, I've been wiped off the map. Those are the all of the synonyms for the word devastated that I could find, and that is the way I feel. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Nuno put it in the, in the Google Doc today. Are some franchises and fan bases... Just cursed. And the obvious answer is yes. We just, and Bart Scott walked in, and the first thing he said to me this morning was, Granny, we're just, we just can't have nice things. And I know that in the scheme of the entire NFL right now, this isn't what everyone is talking about. We got quarterback battles here, and we got contract situations there. But I had Carl Lawson for one magical preseason game, <laughs> and now I'm going to have to wait till next year if it's going to be anything at all. And so I'm just sad. I don't really have anything else to say. Hembo, is there anything you can say that will cheer me up? I don't
2: think so. When you said you were wasted, did you mean that literally, like now?
1: No, I meant this is a synonym for devastated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm literally just reading them. I'm ravaged, raised, ruined, wrecked, desecrated, desolate, despoiled, devoured, leveled, pillaged, plundered, raided, sacked, smashed, spoiled, Total trashed, wasted, depredated, done in, laid waste to, spoliated, stamped out, taken apart, and wiped off the map. That, my friends, is how I'm feeling today. In other news, I'm fascinated by this survey that we have of general managers. Nuno, did you see this? I like this a lot. So our ESPN did a survey of 10 NBA scouts and executives, and they asked them a bunch of questions. And for the first time in what has got to be What year did LeBron James come into the league, 2004? Whatever his rookie year was, 2003? So whatever it is, 17, 18 years? For the first time in probably at least 15 years, when asked the question, who is the best player in basketball, no one responded, LeBron James. The vote was split. There were 10 people polled, and it was split right down the middle. Five votes for Kevin Durant, five votes for Giannis Antetokounmpo. LeBron says he loves it. He tweeted sarcastically, thank you, as if I didn't need more to fuel me. Hashtag washed. So LeBron James has got the chip on his shoulder. The quick question, however, Nuno, is were these guys right? If I ask you the question, who's the best player in basketball, what's the right answer? It's, they got it right. It's either going to be Kevin Durant or Giannis. I would lean towards Kevin Durant. So let me ask you a question. If I told you that your goal this year, take out the teams that they're on and everything else, if I told you that your goal was to win a championship this year, not to put up stats, not to score more points, but to win the title and that they would both be healthy and that you could have either Kevin Durant or LeBron James on your team to try to do it, which one would you take?
0: That is a tough question. No, it's not. I, but you just I said tie. the best
1: player is Kevin Durant.
0: <laughs> I will take Kevin Durant.
1: You would take Kevin Durant I over will. LeBron James? Yes. Absent everything else. They each have their own big three. LeBron has like a big five, but 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 whatever. But absent everything else, if you're just starting a team, now granted, LeBron is older. We've seen injuries start to become a factor for him. And last year's postseason just was kind of ugly. But he is closer in time to his last championship than Durant is people I think sometimes forget what happened in the bubble because it was all so weird and happened at an odd time but it has been less than a calendar year since LeBron James won an NBA championship so I'll ask you the question again if you could just have one player on your team this year and your only goal was to win a title you would pick Kevin Durant
0: give me Kevin Durant
1: Hambo how about you
2: I would take LeBron James
1: you. care to expand on that thought?
2: <laughs> well I mean to me LeBron LeBron is still the best player in the NBA like the like you said he's he's less than a year removed away from being the best player on a championship team what Kevin Durant did last year was extraordinary but he's not the all-around player LeBron is and he's not really showing obvious decline it's just injury so you qualified it by saying if he's healthy who do you take I'm taking LeBron James over Kevin Durant who
1: else is in there today because I know we don't have Bubba today we have Devin today no, Bubba
0: and Devin decided to uh, leave me alone with uh, Connor and Renee here.
1: All right, so, so Connor and Renee, give me quick answers to the question. Give me the name. Who's the one player, if I ask you right now, who's the best player in the NBA, what's the name?
2: I'm taking Kevin Durant.
1: Kevin Durant. Renee? I'm also taking Kevin Durant. Let's see, that's three votes for Kevin Durant and two votes for LeBron James. Mm. I'm definitively taking LeBron James, assuming that your only goal in this is to win the championship. He won't be the best player all year long. LeBron James has typically not load managed. He's had injury problems, but he is typically not load managed. I believe he will this year. I believe that they, have at a, they are at a point now in the sport where LeBron James at his age, they're going to just be sort of nursing this group to the finish line because they're just old. The Lakers are just impossibly old. Anthony Davis is... A very old 28, and he's the youngest guy of the guys they're <laughs> really counting on. But if you asked me, if you told me all other things being equal, and your goal is to win a seven game series, and I could either have LeBron James or Kevin Durant on my team, and I think Durant is unbelievable, I would still take LeBron until proven wrong. Now, we probably will get the chance to see that. The Lakers, I think, are the favorites in the West, and the Nets are the favorites in the East. I would take the net, sight unseen right now, over the Lakers, but that is not because I would take Kevin Durant over LeBron James. I just think he has more around him, and I have more faith in those who are around him. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Meanwhile, the scoop. sometimes you have to look past the really glossy questions, and get to the most interesting one. When these 10 general managers were asked about the moves that were made this offseason, one of them said the Lakers' acquisition of Russell Westbrook was the best move of the NFL offseason. Two of them said it was the worst. Nuno, was the Lakers' acquisition of Russell Westbrook this offseason the best offseason move that was made by any team, or the worst. It could be both, right? Because no, it, yes, no, no, yes, it Stop. could. <laughs> it, Hold on, it can't.
0: yes, it can, because it it has the opportunity to work, you know, great and lead them to a championship, or it has a championship just to blow up in their face. So technically, it can be both. No, no. Hembo, help me out here. No, it could be there? what you're
1: saying is it could be either. <laughs> it could be either. Oh, either, both, neither, or well, those are words with vastly different meanings. You know some prepositions. <laughs> so let's, but let's just be clear. Both and either are not the same thing. Um, and and the question is. Do you believe, Nuno, let's, let, me, let me rephrase the question. Do you believe it will prove to be the best move of the offseason or the worst? It will be the best. I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't know that it will actually be the best. But given those two options, we'll choose that. There were other offseason moves that were made that might be. But I think it is likelier to be the best than the worst. Which is to say, I think Russell Westbrook provides for LeBron James what he needs right now. He needs someone who, when LeBron James is going to rest, is going to say, Okay, I'm good here. I don't need help. I don't need anything. Give me the ball, and I'll do absolutely everything. Now, when we get to the finals, the way that, when we get to the finals, if Russell Westbrook winds up being perceived as the reason the Lakers lose, then okay. But I'll bet against that. I think that LeBron needs a guy right now like Russell Westbrook on his team. I actually think it is likelier to be the best move than the worst of the offseason.
2: This is a hot debate right now in the analytics community, especially with, with this stuff, because you're choosing talent or fit. That's, that's the whole thing. Like, is it, is it better to have just dudes, good dudes, good basketball players, or to have the kinds of basketball players that fit together? Because what Russell Westbrook is probably – the worst fit of any star in the NBA to go play for the Lakers because he's the worst shooter in the NBA, and that was their biggest issue last year. You're siding with the talent. I, as an analytics type, would side with the fit, and I think he will wind up hurting the Lakers.
1: See, because I, th- I think, I hope, well, let me break on this thought. I, I think we need more time to dive into this, and I- it just as fascinating to me. There are more people who believe that Russell Westbrook will destroy the Lakers than who think he will lead them to a championship. And there are no people who believe LeBron James is the best player in the sport anymore. That is what I took from that survey. All right. I'm starting to cheer up a little bit. We'll see if Moose Johnston can cheer me up. He's on his way. And we will have a quick note about the biggest baseball team, literally, that you've ever seen. That is on the way.
0: We're just getting rolling. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do.
1: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickranger.com or just stop by.
3: Greeny, the podcast.
1: It is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, the one, the only Moose Johnston live in 30 seconds here on the Goodyear hotline after this word from ZipRecruiter. You know, how great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates. You can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Now listen to Lauren Webb. She's the SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mindula Health. She raves about ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply feature. She says, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. And with that, as we work our way towards the football season, it's the first time in a long time we've had a chance to say good morning to Moose Johnston from Fox Sports, three-time Super Bowl champion. Good morning, Darrell Johnston.
3: Good morning, Mike. How are you doing?
1: I've been great, and it is a pleasure To chat with you, it's been a long time, and your old team remains, as usual, right in the center of all of the news and all of the conversation. I I can't make up my mind what is going on with the quarterback. On July 28th, they told me that he was day-to-day, and here we are, and it's August 20th, and there still seems to be a lot of consternation, and we're less than three weeks away from the opener. What is your sense of, of where Dak is and where he will be when they open on that Thursday night against Tampa?
3: Uh, I think just being overly cautious right now. Um, you know, I, I was really, I was really impressed. It's the training staff that was there w- when I was playing. They're still kind of running the the back of the building there with the Dallas Cowboys and, and Jim Mauer and Britt Brown. You know, kind of reached out to more of a baseball perspective uh, when the injury first happened. So you know, like a pitcher overthrowing his arm. Um, you know, did Dak do a little bit too much in the off season? as he was coming back from that injury just to kind of to get ahead of stuff and and maybe stress some things there that you normally would see in the game of baseball. So, um, you know, an interesting perspective there. And I think really the big thing right now is just rest and and making sure that that he's 100% when the season starts and it's not something that continues to linger throughout the season. Uh, The big thing is with Dak in the lineup, and we saw this last year, the Dallas Cowboys have a chance. Uh, even with the defense, it was was playing very, very poorly last year. Now, I, I think Dan Quinn will have them playing much better this season. Uh, so the importance of Dak being there every Sunday is going to be critical for the success, not only the offense, but for the entire team and the organization. So I, I think they're just being a little bit overly cautious. The one thing that, that would concern me, Mike, is, is kind of now hearing, you know, he, he's not throwing the ball deep a lot. Um, you know, it, it seems more you know, inter, intermediate, you know, short passes, but but not seeing him stretch the field a whole lot. Um, and, and that's something that you would like to see, even with them keeping him on a short leash. I,
1: I, I just keep thinking that it just doesn't go away. When these things linger to the degree that they have, um, I, I believe he'll be out there. I think he's going to play uh, on that Thursday night game against Tampa. The question is how quickly can get up to speed? And is this something that bothers him all year long? Which brings me to my next point, which is I, I said on TV this morning, You could make an argument that Ezekiel Elliott is as important as any player in the entire NFL right now because he just hasn't been that guy for the last few years. And everything I'm hearing coming out of there is he's come back with a renewed enthusiasm and in the best shape that he's been in in a long time and all the rest of that because he just hasn't been Zeke the last couple of years. And when they've been good, it's because he's been so good. What do you think?
3: No, I I agree. I agree. And we, we see that around the league. Uh, I mean, look at what Baker Mayfield does when when that running game gets moving under Kevin Stefanski. So uh, it's a critical component to what Dallas has done offensively for a long time. And to me, let's, let's take that one step further. You know, the the big thing last season was the offensive line, Um, you know, to lose Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, uh, you know, Travis Frederick uh, retires right before the season starts. So, you know, that offensive line w- w- was a shadow of what it normally is uh, going into a season. And, and I think that was, you know, one of the biggest impacts. I mean, you start the season and you're on your fourth and fifth tackle, you know, trying to protect edges. Um, that's also going to be a, a factor in your run blocking up front, especially without Travis. I, I think the loss of Travis Frederick last year is, is something that didn't get enough, you know, kind of investigation. He's, he's the guy that coordinates everything. He keeps everything straight. He's identifying the front. He's helping back. So I I think that that was a huge loss, and and that really impacted Ezekiel. And, you know, I I actually thought he looked good at the start of last season. I I thought he did look explosive. I thought he did look quick. Uh, You know, know, some people said he was carrying some extra weight. Maybe that happened more as the season progressed. But, you know, we had them week two and week four. And, you know, getting ready for them, watching him play against the Rams in the opener, I, I thought he looked good. And then with the injuries to the offensive line, they were just never really to get anything moving in the ground game. But, no, I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think with the uncertainty about Dak's health, you know, that running game is just going to make things easier for him. He can lean on that from time to time if he needs to.
1: Greeny and Moose Johnston with me here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven, getting set for another season. Obviously, the NFL on Fox, and he won three Super Bowls as a Cowboy. It's a, it's a fascinating division. You know, everyone loves the Cowboys because as I like to jokingly say in the summer, everyone loves the, the Cowboys are always the best team in the NFL <laughs> in July and August and and then the games start to matter and since you were there, it, it has not always gone the way they would like it to so let me ask you this, of the, of the teams in that division, who do you like? I, I like Washington, I love that defense the Giants are a mystery to me, I really don't know what to expect from them, I think the Eagles are rebuilding and most everyone else likes the Cowboys. Who do you like in the NFC East?
3: Uh, I'm going to Kind of walk this, the same path that you just laid out there. Um, you know, Washington with that defense is going to be outstanding. I think the offense, uh, you know, taking that that next step uh, with Scott Turner uh, is going to be better this year. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan, but I'm also a big Taylor Heineke fan. So I think they've got two good people there. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out during the course of the season. And might be a little bit of back and forth, like we saw you know, with, uh, with Ryan down in Miami as well. Um, the big thing for the Giants, I, I think they were trending the right way. I think you see a lot of good things defensively, uh, special teams-wise, offensively from time to time. But, but the key there is Daniel Jones. I mean, he's going he's gonna to decide how the Giants are going to finish up this season. Mm-hmm. If, if he starts to take that next step, then I, I think there's a lot of things in place for the New York Giants uh, that, that they could be a surprise team in the division. But it all rests on Daniel Jones' shoulders. And, and then, you know, just, you know, having the opportunity to visit with Jalen Hurts last year a little bit at the end of the season. We had, we had some of those games as they transitioned away from, from Carson Wentz and, and what with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's got that, that intangible where guys want to follow him. Um, it, it's a unique thing, uh, and, and you, you hear the stuff coming out of Philadelphia and a lot of the guys are buying into that, so I, I think that they're uh, they, they're rebuilding. Um, there's a lot of unknowns there, uh, but uh, they could be a team that they could steal a victory you know, from from the Washington Redskins or for the Washington football team, from the Dallas Cowboys or the Giants, uh, just with their their knowledge of, of the divisional opponents and, and maybe a little bit better play at quarterback.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing good things about Hurts as well. Greeny and Moose Johnson for another quick minute. Again, NFL on Fox. Uh, the, both teams that were in the Super Bowl last year look as though, if anything, they should be better. Kansas City rebuilt that offensive line. They look like they're going to be much better. Their weakness turns to a strength. Tampa brings back everyone and they should be a year more comfortable with Brady and everything else. So let me phrase the question to you this way. Looking at the NFC first, who do you think is the biggest threat? The Bucs are the favorites. Who would you consider to be the biggest threat to them in the NFC?
3: Boy, it's going to be tough. As you pointed out, I mean, to be able to bring everybody back and then to have, you know, Tom Brady taking that next step in this offense uh, is going to be extremely challenging. If, if the 49ers get the quarterback play that they need, yeah. uh, I, I think the style of play um, could be that that system where, hey, let's make sure we keep Tom Brady on the sideline and yeah, just come out and grind that football, grind that clock, uh, keep that offense on the sideline. Uh, Matthew Stafford paired with Sean McVay, I think is going to be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, obviously if, if anybody is going to challenge Tampa Bay, I, I think they're going to come from the West. Um, and does the West become similar to the NFC East when I was playing where you are so playoff ready because the competition within your division is so strong week in and week out that, that you're just battle tested. Um, so if, if anybody's going to take Tampa Bay down this season, I think it would be a team coming out of the NFC West and, if, if San Francisco gets the quarterback play uh, you know from Garoppolo or if, if, if it's Trey Nance, whatever whatever that situation is out there, I, I think that they are built in a way to probably be the one team that can kind of push the Buccaneers.
1: All right, we'll see if they can do it. And then one last thing for you, Moose, a little later in the show today, we're going to do a feature with T.O. With talking about wanting to come back and play at 47. We're going to ask uh, each other and our listeners, who would you like to see come back and play? And I have seen you in a bunch of these fitness magazines and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm not going to lie to you. You look, like you, could, you look like you are in the kind of shape now that you could still play. Now, I know you had all the neck problems, but give me, <laughs> if it weren't for the neck, could you come back? T.O.'s talking about coming back and playing. Could you come back and play in an NFL game right now? Are you in the shape to play in an NFL game right now?
3: Absolutely not. No, no chance. Absolutely not. Zero plays. What would happen?
1: What would happen? Uh, one. They, they give one. the ball to Zeke one. behind you. I might be you. able to give you one. Yeah. If, if, they, if I would if, go. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. You're, 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 you're back in your old familiar position. Right there. You would always be in front of Emmett. Now it's Zeke. They're gonna they're gonna turn around. Dak is gonna give the ball to Zeke, and you were gonna run into that line first, like in front of him, and clear the way so that he can burst through there. How many times could you do that before you would just collapse and be done?
3: I'd be tapping after play number three, okay. I think. Pretty good. If you did a little bit of misdirection, and I and I'm still the hardest thing for me was you, you can't cut outside the tight end box anymore. So that that's going to impact a lot of the stuff you know, that I did. But as long as I can, as long as I'm allowed to cut inside the tight end box, I might be able to get three plays. But these guys are so big. And it's so, you know, it's one of the reasons I go down to the field, you know, Mm pregame, you know, which I'm excited to be able to do again this year is just to see, you know, how athletic and how big these guys have gotten since I played. And I think you take every position and and you just move it back, right? The guys who were playing defensive end are now linebackers. The guys who were linebackers are now safeties. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of these corners are are, are guys that I've never seen before. And the people in the defensive line, those guys didn't exist when I played. You know, there there was not a lot of 325-pound guys that could run you down in a 20-yard space.
1: It is unbelievable when you look at the weights, just the overall playing weights of players today relative to generations past and beyond. It is incredible. Moose, it's such a pleasure to hear your voice again. We look forward to you and everybody getting it started again. NFL on Fox. And I hope that we can do this regularly as the season starts. Be well and we'll talk soon.
3: Absolutely, anytime, and have a great rest of summer.
1: All right, you too, my friend. That's Moose Johnston with us. I really like his work, and I like his insight into this stuff, and he's just in sick shape. I mean, that dude, you're a man in reasonably good shape, not quite the level that I am. He's 55 years old, by the way, and he looks, right? I mean, he looks unbelievable. I think unbelievable. he's selling himself
2: short. He could lay 10 blocks in an NFL game right now. I really like the cut of his jib. Even if you I agree. See, like, you see the headshot, That guy, he's still hitting the gym five days a week.
1: I agree. Major League Baseball is on ESPN Radio, and at Williamsport PA you can catch the the uh, the Little League Classic between the Angels and Indians on Sunday night baseball pregame 6 eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app brought to you by Samsung Galaxy shop the impressive Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G and Z Flip 3 5G at samsung.com speaking of
0: which I'm ready to go right now. Oh. Green lights Green light with Greeny yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to give Hembo uh, the green light here to sort of combine the two topics we just discussed, which is how much bigger players have gotten over the course of time and the baseball conversation here. Um, you, we looked at it, and the Yankees, the lineup that they are playing right now, you described as their goal line package.
2: That's right. The Yankees used their goal line package yesterday, Greeny. Luke Voigt. Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo, and Giancarlo Stanton, those five guys occupied the one through five spots in the batting order yesterday. Those five guys average six foot four and 254 pounds. By comparison, the Jets' starting offensive line in Super Bowl three averaged six foot two and 257 pounds.
1: The Yankees are as big as as an offensive line was in football 50 years ago. That, that is unbelievable how big they are, and they are mashing, and it continues, and they beat the Twins. I, I, I believe... That over the last four years, I haven't looked this up, so you confirm this. Mm. I believe over the last four years, the Yankees are 270 and 0 against the Twins. Is that right? <laughs> they Standby. just they play the Twins. I feel like the Yankees play the Twins every other week and they never lose. Do There's I have a, that right?
2: A, and in the playoffs, too. I, I think they I have that own right. The Twins.
1: They just always beat the Twins. It's sort of like everyone and the Orioles. In, in the way everyone <laughs> just beats the Orioles, what are the Orioles <laughs> lost now? 15 straight?
2: They've lost 15
1: straight. By 174 runs?
2: 15 straight by around uh, almost 100 runs. At what yeah.
1: point do we relegate them? What, what was the score yesterday? I didn't, even, I didn't even ask. You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> I know they were playing yesterday. So I didn't even check. I, they did lose, right? I assume they lost. They
2: lost. They lost by a score of standby. 7-2. Uh, to two.
1: You know, that's a pretty good effort.
2: Losing by five runs was an improvement. Correct.
1: By their standards, that's a good game. I mean, that's a moral victory.
2: Their average loss was by seven in the previous two weeks.
1: They're a professional baseball team, a Major League Baseball team, and it is a moral victory if they play a team within five runs. (laughs) That that honestly is what has happened. All right, fill out the green light. What else you got? I'm not sure Steve Cohen will make it, Greeny,
2: because they (laughs) lost yesterday. So they're now one and one since his tweet, which is weird, very weird, because I was reliably informed that the Mets would not lose again after Steve Cohen, their owner. He's a
1: motivational genius. Don't knock the genius that is Steve Cohen, uh, whose social media prowess, I think, is second to none. (laughs) He fired up his team. They won a game. They hadn't won a game since uh, forever. And they're 500, which is better than their regular season record. So I think he's a genius.
2: Let me just give him a little bit of advice, though. Go. Before you send off that angry tweet, don't do it now. Do it before your schedule gets easy, because tonight they face Walker Bueller the front-runner to win the Cy Young Award in the National League. Then Max Scherzer, then David Price, and then they get the Giants again for three more games. They're the best team in baseball. So before you fire off that tweet, Steve, look at your schedule first because like, it's all, it's all going to go downhill from here. It's not going to be at least another week before the Mets can pick it back right. up. Right.
1: Note to self, fire off a, 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 a tweet that is meant to inspire my players when they're playing Baltimore. <laughs> When when we have a series with the Orioles upcoming, and you will look like a genius forever. It is the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting ten dollars off groceries, alcohol, and pet food because summer. Try Dash Pass for free and get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. All right. In the meantime, I need you
0: to listen carefully.
1: I just want you to know. So while we were in our previous break, and I was getting ready, this is this is just an indication of what's going on here. I'm getting ready to interview Moose Johnston. I'm putting together football questions. And Hembo turns to me and says, You know, this guy Connor, who's running the board for us, who has worked on the show regularly of late, you know, with Bubba taking a lot of time off. Hembo says to me, He has a very soothing voice. And I will confess, I had not noticed that. And I was also far too busy in the moment to be thinking of such frivolous things. <laughs> But now, Connor, we have a moment that he has pointed that out. Would you please turn on your microphone? And, and I will ask you, do you know, like, I don't know, what, what, what is something he can recite? What, what, what can we ask him Give to say? Give me
2: the uh, Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X. Relax.
1: Yeah. Let's hear that.
2: All right, Embo. Relax. R-E-L-A-X.
1: Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. You do have a soothing voice. Very soothing. I appreciate it. It's a soothing quality. Yeah, but but anyone would sound soothing saying that. Let's try something else. Like, um, what is a song you know the words to? I don't know. Do you know, like, um, Sounds of Silence? Name a song (laughs) you know the words to.
2: I don't know. I, I, you're really putting me on the spot here with song lyrics. Well, in
1: any song. Who's your favorite musical artist? Why a artist?
2: song? It'd be easier if he recited something. I just want Drake. him to recite.
1: Okay, the, I just, those would be lyrics. Oh, so I'm so trying to think of a... Big, what can you recite? What can you say to us, Connor, that will give us a sense of just how soothing your voice is? Big
2: Kahuna is? Burger, that is a tasty burger. Big Kahuna Burger, that is a tasty burger. Mm. Oh, he does. He has a good, he voice. He does have a, a good, good voice. voice.
1: That is true. You, have, has anyone ever suggested to you, you could make a living like in voiceovers and stuff?
2: Yeah, once or twice people have said it
1: to oh, me. It's so and good. why aren't you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this are you this is a great promotion <laughs> for me, though. <laughs> I, I'm going to get—so uh, go- what we're going to do here is I'm going to take a quick break. We have a lot of other things to get to. Mm. I, I set the world on fire with this essay yesterday. I'm going to explain why I was absolutely right, regardless of what anyone says. We're going to do that next plus— I am going to find some things for Connor to recite that I think will really put the soothing quality of his voice to the test. We'll do that after this word from Straight Talk Wireless. So 5G is here. But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract, and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Back with the soothing dulcet tones of Connor Burks, next on ESPN Radio.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in present select states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest,
1: crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save. That's the number eight.
0: The podcast.
1: Rolling along with you on ESPN Radio, Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out five G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A thirty two five G for only two hundred ninety nine dollars, no contract. All on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless. Five G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, we are going to have Connor read a couple of things. I got some movie quotes, and we're going to do that a little bit in a couple of minutes here. But before that, there's just something that you need to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. If I ran for mayor of Cleveland right now, I'd win. I'm so popular in Cleveland. It's unbelievable. We did an essay together. And when I say we, uh, if you ever see the on-camera essays that I do on Get Up, Hembo and I do those together. He comes up. We we come up with ideas together. Sometimes I have an idea. Sometimes you do. Um, but then Hembo does the research, and then I write it, and then we deliver it. And And, and this one about Baker Mayfield, went crazy yesterday. I, I don't know that we've had this kind of engagement on social media for anything I've done in at least a year as it did yesterday. So for those of you who didn't catch it, let me tell you exactly what it is. I said, I began by saying, what if I told you there was a quarterback who was drafted by a team that had gone 1-34 in its last 35 games? one and 34 and that in his first three seasons with that team, he'd be over 500. You'd go from one in 34 to more wins than losses. And what if I then told you that quarterback did that despite having in those three years four different head coaches and four different offensive coordinators? In three years, you would say, that guy's working miracles. That guy is Baker Mayfield who next month is going to become the first Browns quarterback to start three straight openers since Bernie Kosar. Frankly, almost everything they say to try and limit Mayfield is actually wrong. They want to say his ceiling isn't high enough. Actually, last year he had eight games with a QBR of 80 or higher. That's how we define great games. Only Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes had more. They say he doesn't have the arm strength. Actually, Last year, he had the highest completion percentage in the NFL on passes thrown 20 yards downfield. They say he isn't good enough to beat good teams. But in Cleveland's first playoff win since 1994, he threw three touchdowns, no picks, and hung 48 on Pittsburgh, which is the most points the Steelers have ever allowed in 62 playoff games. So here is the truth about Baker Mayfield, he has turned around what was the worst franchise in American professional sports despite all manner of adversity and is a big part of the reason why they are talking Super Bowl now in a town where their team was winless four years ago. That is the truth about Baker Mayfield. Now, all anyone wants to do in response, I do the essay on television. The city of Cleveland loses their mind. I don't know who it is that sent this out, but everyone in Cleveland responded. So all the people who were mad at me for my Baker takes when he first came out and I said, they're going to ruin him. They should get him out of there. Everyone there for I was persona non grata in Cleveland. They hated me. I couldn't get a table in any restaurant in Cleveland. Now they're they're naming children after me. All right. Their firstborn is going to be called Greeny in Cleveland because I have defended their quarterback's honor. But what people will criticize, they'll say, well, it's not him, it's the team around him. It's not him, it's the team around him. Well, we don't say that about a lot of other quarterbacks. We don't try and diminish the accomplishments of other quarterbacks. He is doing exactly what is required under impossible circumstances. The one year that he had that was a bad year was a year no one could have overcome. With all due respect, the coach, I've forgotten his name. Who was the coach's second uh, year? Freddy Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Adam Gase watched Freddie Kitchens coach that year and said, well, at least thank God I'm not that. (laughs) Freddie Kitchens is a worse coach than Adam Gase was last year. The Browns couldn't possibly have accomplished anything. And so, in my opinion, what they have done there is just incredible. It is an extraordinary organizational success. And for whatever reason, people are trying to diminish the role that Baker Mayfield has played in it. And so I just wanted to point out the truth, the facts, rather than the fiction. Your thoughts.
2: I think you nailed it, obviously. I mean, the numbers speak very loudly. And to me, the, the curious part about our Baker Mayfield criticism is that for him, we move the goalpost more than we do any other quarterback. So every and every time he seems to answer those questions, we change where that is. So now the whole thing is, well, are they going to pay him $40 million a year to match Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, all these why can't we just accept that this guy's a fringe top 10 quarterback in the NFL that you can definitely win with, who's been the best quarterback Cleveland's had in 30 years, and not accept that? Like, I don't know. There are just c- certain people that were predisposed to not liking or not appreciating, and for whatever reason, he's one of those guys. Well,
1: because he makes it easy to not like him. If you are inclined to dislike him, He came in with the brashness. He came in with the commercials. He planted the flag at Ohio State, which has probably as many fans, if not more, than any team in America. So he came in with a bullseye. But the reality is he has overachieved in Cleveland. He has lifted them from the abyss. Those are the facts, not the fiction. Much more to come in just a moment. Stay there. Greeny on ESPN Radio.